When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we are back live at the Seaport. We are brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. Saturday is fired up this morning. We got oh, yeah. Neek's microphone oh. issues fixed. And once again, Dan Graziano has taken a little too many trips to the Nespresso machine. I'm locked in. We feeling all right? Yeah, we are, we are heavily caffeinated, and we are ready to roll. Get it. Oh, what a right night on. we had last night in Seattle. If all you right. didn't stay up late, you missed an unbelievable finish in a game that meant everything for both teams. Jalen Hurts, sick all week, battled through it, played the game last night against Drew Locke, who was in for the injured Geno Smith. Third quarter, Seahawks down seven, but here comes Kenneth this Walker. Cut right here is impressive. It's scary. And then you got Drew Locke. You're the second quarterback. We can't lose you. <laughs> Drew Locke leading the charge now. Ensuing Eagles drive. It's Hurts. How about this throw, Jeffrey, to Devontae? Dime, man. Move on the move. Put that ball right there. Smith with a great catch. They're moving it. And then they're moving him. A little tush push. 14, 14 rushing touchdowns this season for Jalen Hurts. Tying Cam Newton for most in a season by any quarterback in history. Eagles up 17-10. It's 17-13 when Jalen makes a critical mistake when they're moving the ball. Yeah, you can throw up those 50-50 balls to a guy with number 11 on his jersey, but I don't know if you can trust just about anybody else in that situation. That one's picked off by Julian Love. Eagles get no points, so it's still 17-13. Then here's your ball game. Seattle takes over on their own eight-yard line, down four. Remember, the Eagles made the coaching change this week. The new defensive signal caller is that man, Matt Patricia, and he couldn't stop this, Jeff. How about this catch? This is an insane catch. Bradbury, great coverage, thinks he's made the play. They're knocked it down, almost a pick, and nope. Metcalf pulls it away from him, secures it against his thigh. Big time play. I have no idea how he made that catch. Then he makes another ridiculous one, but how about this throw, Dominique? This is a nightmare drive for Bradbury. He has great coverage there, great coverage to play before. Awesome passes, lucky play the time before, and then they go at him again. Third and ten, by the way, right there. Third and ten. That that was third and long on that completion, as you mentioned to DK. And now here's your game winner to Jackson Smith in Jigba. Another pretty tight coverage, and he drops it right there. I mean, we appreciate how great the throw is, but how difficult it is to track that ball over your shoulders and catch it with your fingertips in a rainstorm. Look at Pete Carroll fired up on the sideline as the Seahawks (laughs) take the lead 30 seconds to go now last gasp for Jalen and company he's going to be picked off by love again and so Jalen Hurts 17 turnovers this season that is tied for the most in the NFL and the Seahawks stun the Eagles coming from behind to win it 20 to 17 Jalen after the game talk to me we didn't execute um I don't think we're we're uh, we're uh, committed enough you know, you know, just just got to turn it around. You know, you know, it's a challenge that we have to embrace. Just continue to see it through. All right, we'll point out he's been sick all week, and you can see he doesn't seem himself there. He doesn't have any energy at all. And you give him all the credit in the world 
for trying his best to tough it out. But the bottom line is, if the quarterback says we're not committed enough, people are going to react to that. How should we react to that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's him trying to send a message to his team. It's a, this team is desperate. We saw that last night through the evidence, or we saw it last week, through the evidence of them deciding to change defensive coordinators. Last night, they had a sick quarterback who has a bad knee, and they kept doing design runs for him. They're looking for any answer, and I think that you can see that in the press conference. A three-game losing streak in the NFL is long, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, like, you're going basically a month without winning a game, and, yeah. and that, that gets rough. So I do think there's something to be said for that because he says not committed enough, and then he kind of looks up like, like, yeah, you heard that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, he is talking to the rest of his team. Right. And let, let's get our, our act in gear here because, you know, we have three more games and we got to get this division one and get to the playoffs. So I think there's something to that. But they have issues that are coming to the surface that have kind of been there all year, yep. right? Especially on the defensive side of the ball, but the offense isn't scoring either. So, yeah, it's time to lock in. Fortunately for them, the schedule does take a little bit of a turn in their favor. Yeah, unless we are believers in the Tommy DeVito phenomenon, because the bottom line of it is this. Let me explain for those of you who wake up and you hear, well, the Cowboys are now in first place in the NFC East, which they are. But it is actually the Eagles who control their own destiny in that division. Should the Eagles win out, should both teams win out, then the Eagles would win the division. It's a long, complicated explanation that requires like the, literally the sixth tiebreaker. But for all intents and purposes, yeah. that's the way this thing goes. So if they win out, they get there. The problem, Jeff, is when you live by the, by the skin of your teeth, yeah, yeah. eventually that turns yeah. on you. The law yeah. of averages works against you. Last year, nobody got hurt. This year, they got a ton of injuries. Last year, their defense, stability. This year, all this turnover, coordinators change. Last year, the quarterback never turned it over. Now they turn it over. All the little margins. Why, why do you make it no, that I'm face? Just, what are you I, doing? No, I'm just imagining all the, like, Texas Cowboys. Cowboys fans with cowboy hats on rooting for Tommy DeVito. Yes. I just, the, the combination <laughs> yeah. of those two worlds makes, makes has distracted me. I can no longer pay attention or take any of this seriously because now all of Texas, all Dallas Cowboys fans are big Tommy DeVito fans. I cannot wait for cowboy hats and knees fingers they're, they're all mess, together. They're going to mess this gonna, up, though. Oh, oh, they're they're going to do it wrong. And, they, and you <laughs> think they care? Oh, it's going to be great. I'm sorry to distract you. No, show. that's okay. I've seen it once in, in the past, actually. Actually, uh, John Travolta was an urban cowboy, and that was maybe the most ridiculous casting decision in the history of Hollywood. But I digress. Let me come back to my original point. You are not what your record says you are in the NFL. You are what your point differential says you are. Mm. The Eagles' point differential is plus 18. That is not where the elite teams in the NFL live. So I give them credit for finding ways to win close games because they are well coached, because their quarterback is exceptional, because generally speaking, they know what they're doing. But they don't dominate people the way the better teams in the NFL generally do. And that means eventually the ball is going to bounce in the other direction. A call is going to go in the other direction, and that's where the Eagles have lived all season long, Jeff, and now it's catching up I to them. I agree to, to a, some level, but I would say this team has beaten some really good football teams. Mm-hmm. So it's not – this is a team that's played a number one schedule. They just came off a loss at the Super Bowl. So they they played all the best, right? And now they're going to get to the easy part of their schedule, so hopefully they get these get-right games. But But – they have found ways to beat good teams. They, but last night they found ways to lose, right? And you talked about, like, 
Hurts talking about, hey, we're not committed. Well, well, guess what, right? Like, you got to get committed as well. 17, little things like this, right? They're up 7-0. This should be, it's going to be a tush push. It's going to be an easy conversion. Kelsey moves the ball forward. He knows he was wrong for it. Gets called. It's a legit call. It's a lot of. Is that a legit? I think a lot of people, you you were a center, so you were the perfect person to ask that to. Jason Kelsey is going to the Hall of Fame. He knows what he's allowed to do. Yeah. So you're telling me that he moved that ball forward too much? Yeah, exactly. So you do it. You do it quite a bit, actually, especially when you're on the road. You'll take the ball, and, and you see where the ball is spotted, and you take him, and he moves it all the way to the line. So you're gaining a half a yard, three-quarters of a yard, whatever it is, right? Because when you stand over it, you can kind of move it forward with some gray area. The problem is all these things, like happened with the Chiefs a couple of weeks ago, you're seeing these calls are, are a lot tighter, and especially with all the attention on the tush push and nobody stopping it, everybody's watching, paying attention, and he got caught, and it, it's, it's a legit call. Let me make another point here. I think I heard someone say, and that someone was me, (laughs) that Jalen Hurts now shares the league lead, or we shouldn't call it that because it's not a statistic that anyone wants to be leading in, in turning the ball over. Mm. When Dak Prescott was in that position a year ago, we didn't say, well, that's a blip or it's bad luck. People were all over Dak Prescott. Should people react the same way? No, people like me and Dan Graziano last year said, chill out. This is an aberration for Dak Prescott. And I think I would say the same thing about Jalen Hurts. There are some turnovers that pop into my mind that seem like bad decisions. But by and large, I think turnovers fluctuate a bit on luck. You could have some seasons where you have three or four more because the DBs were on the jugs machine earlier in the week and they catch them. And then some seasons where you have a few less because the fumbles bounce back into your old lineman's hands. So I don't think that Jalen Hurts is the problem with this team. He is all that's right with that offense. Don't you think turnovers could also be a symptom of a bigger problem, right? If the offense is struggling, right? Like if the operation's not as smooth as it was last year, that maybe that maybe is he so, trying I to mean, do too much? Yeah, that, last year, last year the fourth quarters of most games, yeah. they were just trying yeah. to kill the clock. Exactly. In the fourth quarters of these games, they're trying to get after, so they're taking more chances. So yeah, I think this is all goes back to the point differential point that Greeny was making earlier in the show. Is when you have a tight point differential, you're going to put yourself in these situations yeah. where things can go wrong. And I mean, they're not good enough. So like, if you have a penalty or a turnover. In a game that you're up by two touchdowns at the end, it yeah. doesn't matter as much as when you're in But when you don't play in those games, this is what I will say, and I will agree with Greeny on this. Uh-huh. If Josh Allen had done this, alarm bells are going off, yeah. right? And it doesn't matter that you're asking him to do a lot because you're asking the same thing from Jalen Hurts that you are from, from Josh Allen. So he, he has not – the alarm bells have not gone off nearly as much in Philly but because of the wins. And that's the <laughs> right. bottom line is I think it's because people of, tolerate he was in the Super Bowl last year, yeah. right? I but, mean, like we've seen him deliver in, in these huge spots right. and, and we're inclined it's to give him the benefit but Josh Sean yeah. has delivered as well. Right, so right. it's because like, of the wins, and it's because of the, and it's because of the track record. Yeah. So like that's yeah. not something that we associated with Dak Prescott or Jalen Hurts. Hurts historically, that's always been something that we've associated yeah. with Josh Allen. Right. So when it pops up, then it's that issue. There's also this. I, I just went back to make sure I'm reading the numbers exactly correctly. As there was a moment in time in the season when we were talking about A.J. Brown as the league MVP. Yes, he had five consecutive games where he had at least 125 receiving, or one, two, three, four, five, right. six games mm. in a row where he had at least 125 receiving yards. Since then, 66, 8, 37, 56 last night. So that has shut down, whether it's defenses adjusting or whatever it is. Why has that all of a sudden run dry? Yeah, I don't know. I wish I had the answer, and I'm sure that A.J. Brown – 
uh, is making people aware of their correlation between him getting the ball and their offense being outstanding. They have a lot of really great weapons, and I think a part of managing a team and part of being a quarterback is making sure you keep everyone happy. But I think they're at a point now where no one cares about anyone's feelings. They just want to win. So if it's throwing up to A.J. Brown, I'm sure they'll do it next week. Yeah, I think, and that's, that gets back to how this conversation started, right? He's going to say we're not committed enough. He doesn't care if his teammates are upset that he yeah. says that. He yeah. doesn't care if we talk about it, right? Like, he needs to, to, to jolt he, them he missed, somehow. He misses Shane Steichen in a big way. Yeah. And the way they ran their offense last year, I'm just telling you, he misses, he misses that comfort level, the RPOs. You watch what he's doing with Gardner Minshew and Pittman, the guys in Indianapolis. I'm telling you, that is a major loss. And it does, to your point, it does help your defense on third downs, close with sacks and pressures, because you're playing with this lead that they don't have the opportunity to play with nearly as much right now. Games are much tighter. That's a huge loss that has shown up and just kind of undervalued. So the bottom line, let's, let's go to a crystal ball kind of situation here. They've got three games left. Again, two of them are against the Giants and one is against Arizona. Those are games they should win. For sure. If they do that, they will be the two seed, we would assume, in the NFC, barring San Francisco going on a – an unforeseen losing streak. They'll be the two seed. They'll get some home games. They'll, they'll hopefully have had, you know, those three weeks to get things right. Do you see the Eagles as a legitimate Super Bowl contender? Will they look like that by the time the season ends? I do. I'd say NFC contender. Running through San Francisco right now is going to be tough. Well, but, I, but they're, yeah. they're going to be in that mix. Well, look, when you were in the Super Bowl last year, getting to the conference championship game is not a success. Are they, right. are, are they, are they any threat to San Francisco at all? Ooh, uh, not at this I, point. I mean, I wouldn't bet on them, but I think they absolutely are a threat. That's the thing about football is they are good enough they're a talented enough team to beat San Francisco one weekend. Uh, Are they a talented enough team to win three weekends in a row? That's a they better question. hope for injuries on San Fran because they don't match up. Right. Is you're assuming they win the division. How long has it been since the same uh, team oh won the NFC? Oh, here we go. Zero? 19 years, Dan. It's going to end this year. Something weird Eagles always happens. Year. Something, there are I'm dark me. forces at work I'm here. Me. Tommy DeVito is the man in charge of that at this point. And as you point out, they're rooting for him deep in the heart of Texas. As we continue, we're talking about Superman. Do we want him to lose his cape? Is Josh Allen actually best served being the best game manager in football? We'll talk about him. Plus, Mike Tomlin making more changes in Pittsburgh. Is it too little, too late? Should a really big change be on the table in the Steel City? We're talking about it all next. Let's get up on ESPN. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Delicious, meat nutritious. In the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. All right, that's New York. Meanwhile, uh, all the way across the country last night in Seattle, Dominique, uh, our buddy RG3 raced the Hawks mascot in a 40-yard dash, and RG3 won. Oh, my gosh. Well, good for Robert. I would hate to lose to a Hawk. I feel like the Hawk wasn't trying. Well, I mean, well here's the point. The Hawk is named Tama. Does he know it's a race? No. Like, <laughs> I don't see the food for Tama either. Like, where's his food? You got yeah. to put it close what to that finish line. What is what this is segment it? called? The RG does something weird every week, like he jumps into the dirty water and yeah. accidentally races Hawks. I, I, but that's I like they do a Mad Libs, right? And it's like, you know, oh, this week we'll do RG3 races a Hawk. He does like to race. <laughs> he's got Olympic speed. I mean, there is no question that he's unbelievably fast. Unbelievable. All I'm saying is, does the Hawk know it's a race? Negative. And if the Hawk knew it was a race, would he win? Would it be different? I'd <laughs> probably beat Robert in a race. You would beat Robert Griffin. I so like you, that. What was your 40 time? 432. Ooh. Oh, that's fast. That's, ride, that's Olympic speed. I ride on Robert all day. Oh, I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure Robert's just going to let that go. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, just joking. Just, I'm just joking. I played a soccer game with my daughter this week, and I'm still recovering. Robert, yeah. You got it, baby. <laughs> RG3 responds on Twitter in three, two, <laughs> one. Okay, let's go. Three weeks left in the regular season. It is time to play our favorite game, How Hot Is That Seat? Graz, the Jets have already been eliminated from playoff contention. How hot is Robert Sala's seat? I think this is a hotter seat than people are giving you credit for. If the Jets continue to lose and they continue to look bad, I do think they have a decision to make at the end of the year. Woody Johnson was not uh, running the team when when Robert Sala got hired, uh, and he could be getting a little bit of an itchy trigger finger. Look, they have not put forth a representative effort. And, like, I know the quarterback got hurt, right? But I'm watching Kevin Stefanski win games with his fourth quarterback of the year. I'm watching Zach Taylor win with Jake Browning. We just saw a three-game winning streak from Tommy DeVito. It can be done. Mm -hmm. And this does not look like – I mean – this does not look like a team that has... 30 to nothing didn't, didn't give you the warm not, But let me circle back with what is actually a serious question. Yes, because please. you said Woody Johnson wasn't the one making the yeah. decisions when Robert Sala got hired. Look. Is he the one making them now? That's my question. <laughs> Ultimately, yeah. Is this
this ultimately going to be up to Aaron Rodgers? That, I think, is what a lot of fans want to know. I mean, ideally, no, right? Because, like, Aaron Rodgers is Very few things that happen are ideal Jets, right. with the Jets. So, you hope, you hope not. But, I mean, look, it's not – you can get to a point where you can say to Aaron, like, look, man, I mean, let's look at the results. Let's look at – again, this is all hypothetical. We get to the end of the year. We don't know what Woody Johnson will do. But if, if he is in the mind of making a coaching change – I don't think that it's a matter of clearing it with Aaron Rodgers. I think it's a matter of selling Aaron Rodgers uh, on the idea. That I just want to show you Aaron Rodgers on the sideline mm. from this past week. He weekend. didn't look like a guy that was I mean, all right in on the coach. Oh, the head yeah. shake. Yeah, as a dad, I know that shake very well. <laughs> this right again, what is? I don't know if it's the call, the play. One time, I don't know if he even had. He didn't go to prayer. That's great. This is it. That's it. He, went That's to it. he just went straight to it. Just. <laughs> Take 30. Give me 30 seconds. I got a quick one. It's a quick one. Me and you, let's get this thing squared away. That's uh, There's a lot of pain in that soul. I mean, there's a technical point to be made here about coaching, right? You get to a point, and I I think Robert Sala is at this point, where the contract is such that you have to make a decision, do we extend him, right, (laughs) or do we move on from him? And I think it's not just a matter of keeping him. If he only has one year left on his contract, then the decision goes deeper than that. Yeah, they normally don't let coaches coach in their final year of the contract. Normally you extend it to give them some stability. I'm not sure that Robert Sala – I think – Honestly, I disagree slightly. This team has fought through two really rough seasons. Like they've, it's hard to say that they've given up. Right. And that's normally how we measure teams. Like you've lost the locker room. Now, if there are schematic issues that they have there, we can point to that. But also, part of the problem with this team is about roster construction. As yes, good as is. Joe Douglas has done with some of his draft picks, they have an offensive line that Brutal. that wouldn't have been able to protect Aaron Rodgers even if he were healthy. Once again, the Cleveland Browns have lost their two starting offensive tackles and their top backup offensive tackle played Sunday without the center. Like, you can win in spite of offensive line trouble. No have, offense. They also have it Bill, can be done. Bill Callahan, who's the, probably the best. I, no, but, but I mean, they lost ever. their whole offensive line. They lost Nick Chubb. They lost their Nick first, Chubb. second, and good? third quarterbacks, and they're going to make the playoffs. And the Jets have scored one or zero touchdowns in 12 of their 14 games this season. That's your, that's your initial point. That's my point. So you can say they're fighting, but they're not competing. There's a big difference between those two things. Be careful over there, <laughs> Emotional. Yeah, yeah, this, this dude's about to have a meltdown, dog. You, you put Greeny together with an espresso machine, <laughs> and they you got start one. talking. I don't know if you know, they yes. got one in there now in the uh, green room. Word has <laughs> reached me. Heard. Let's talk about the Falcons and Arthur Smith. We, we just got word that they're going back to Taylor Heineke. Is yeah. that my understanding? That How is. hot is his seat? Well, I think it's getting pretty hot. Look, I, I don't think you can you can bet on the job security of any coach in the NFC South right now. None of them are over 500. Obviously, the rules say someone will will win the division. But other than that one, I I think anybody could be in trouble. They lost to the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Like, that is, that is only the second time a team and has done that this year. They only scored seven points. With, scored seven and Arthur points. Smith is there because we believe in his offense. offensive acumen. And they have and, a bunch of great uh, offensive weapons. And they also, their issue is at quarterback. You know how you could have solved that? You could have solved that with going after Lamar Jackson this offseason. Whoa. Not only did they not that do that. You with going after Justin Fields. Because I think that at one point, the um, Bears were interested in talking about that. But they're not doing that. They're going at it with Ritter and Heineke. Not only did they not do that, they made it clear instantly. Instantly, as yeah. soon as Lamar Jackson got franchise tag, that they were not going to go down that road. They were all in on Desmond Ritter, who has now been benched for the second time this year. And by the way, for good reason. 
And so I think if you tie yourself to that and it doesn't work, you are in trouble. Listen, you cannot draft the players they have drafted as high as they have and have an offense this bad. Agreed. They drafted Kyle Pitts fourth. They drafted Jake London if in the you, top If five you don't use them, you can. They, they drafted <laughs> Bijan Robinson. Well, that's my point. Well, what are they doing? Yeah, yeah. They scored seven points yeah. against Carolina. I don't care how much rain there was. No. If, if, there was if you needed Noah's Ark to get you out of that stadium, you should score more than seven points in that game against no, that team. Absolutely. How how do they justify not making a There's significant no change there? Again, I will tell you from a coaching perspective, he's just trying to find any spark because they just lost to the Panthers. And you know you're, you are in a very, very hot seat. Yeah. All right. And we'll get to Mike Tomlin a little later because we're going to run out of time here. We talked about that one a little bit earlier today. And th that's one that I think requires a little nuance. For sure. You don't just fire Mike Tomlin. Mm. But maybe there could come to a place where there is a mutual decision that it's time for a change. That also could happen in New England. Oh. Did you hear what Bill Belichick had to say about his future yesterday? You need to hear it because there is a lot to unpack. We'll dive into how hot that seat is in a moment. Plus, we'll talk about Superman and whether or not he actually needs his cape. Is Josh Allen better off as a game manager? That's on the way. Oh, we are fired up today. It's Get Up on ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hurts trying to take it in. Diving for the touchdown. Nice cut back by Walker. Still going. Waiting for the blocking to get there. It does. Good tough running by Kenneth Walker. Here it comes again. Touchdown is the result. This never gets old. It does for defenses. End zone. It is caught. Touchdown. Seattle. They're going for it all. Just trying to be aggressive in that moment. We had multiple opportunities in the game to open it up, and I didn't do that. Julian Love making the play of the night. And so the sights and sounds of a very painful Monday night defeat for the Eagles, who've got to think about it all the way back from Seattle. And now think about this. Eagles and Cowboys tied as far as the records are concerned atop the NFC East coming up a little bit later in this hour we will explain in great detail exactly what remains for both and exactly what the chances are of either of them getting back to the Super Bowl having said that 
Neek, the NFL weekend is now officially behind us, so let's do the good, the bad, and the ugly of what you saw this weekend. Give me something good you saw maybe all the way back to Saturday. Yeah, I feel like we haven't given enough love to T. Higgins. Yes, Incredible touchdown on the sideline. A great game for him. A great game or a great Ow. game by Jake Browning also, who is showing that he deserves to be on the NFL roster, even if it's not this one. When uh, they get when they get their quarterback back, but that play by T. Higgins, incredible awareness. Why we have that stupid? There we go. Get there it we go. Get nice. it out of the way. Look, look at that. Look That's at impressive. that. Spectacular. Oh, meanwhile, that was the good. What's the bad? Yeah, the bad is where I live. The Washington Commanders. They seem like they've given up on the season as far as the organization by trading away some of their talent. They're trying to fight. The players have not given up, but it is incredibly bad watching them lose week in and week out. It's nice to see the Rams fighting. And then the ugly from the weekend. Oh, they're not even coming. They have Cooper Cup. The ugly. The ugly of the weekend was this drop from Kadarius Toney. It is reminiscent of his early season drop that led to a pick six. And it is also emblematic of what's happening and what's wrong with this Chiefs seasons right now. It is very ugly to do that to the best quarterback we've ever seen. Look, we talked about them a little bit earlier, but just to recap, quick thoughts on Kadarius Toney before we move on. You know, Dan Orlovsky said yesterday they have to think long and hard about whether they can keep him on the field. Yeah. Whether it is, A, because of the damage that he's doing with the mistakes, B, because of the message that it sends to the rest of the team. Absolutely. When you talk about a standard of play, like everybody's, everybody's accountable to how they're playing. If you're having that many issues and that many setbacks, at some point you got to watch for a little bit and, and see if you can get them right. The thing is their, their coaching style is not punitive, right? They, they, yeah. they believe in, in building these guys back up. Even if they were to take them off the field, it would be with a clear message of here's what we have to work on and there's an opportunity to come back. You made plays that helped us win the Super Bowl last year, and we're not forgetting that. So I think that's where the Chiefs end. Plus, there aren't a lot of other places for them to turn that's my on opinion. that roster. They, they have to try to find a way to build him back up. And yeah. maybe part of that is taking some time off because maybe he's in a bad place mentally. But I think it's unrealistic to think that they have a chance at making a run at the Super Bowl without Kadarius Toney making some plays for him because yeah. where else are they going to go? They got Kelsey, and he is getting older. Look, I remember a time when we thought the AFC was so loaded <laughs> with all these. Now it looks about wide open. Yeah, Almost exactly. anybody we could see getting there. All right. The next game we're going to play is Sound Off. Interesting people saying interesting things. It starts in Chicago. DJ Moore doesn't think Justin Fields should be going anywhere. Listen. I'm still like, bro, where are y'all seeing this? Like, what, what makes him not the quarterback for the Chicago Bears right now? I get y'all got everybody coming out. What, it's like two of them? I don't think they better than Justin. So he's standing up for his guy. Yeah. The, the Bears overwhelmingly likely to have the first pick in the draft. Outstanding wide receiver. Not a general manager or a salary cap expert. And I'm not, I'm not saying that to be funny. I mean, the, the answer to his question is yeah. the contract, right? You have to extend Justin Fields. You have to commit to Justin Fields for probably six more years, right? Count the year and then, and then the extension. Versus getting a rookie on a rookie contract that's four or five years long and cheaper, and especially if you assess that they're similar or if the rookie is better, I think that's where it comes down uh, for the Bears on Justin Fields. I get that part. Now, the, the only commitment the Bears would have to make to Fields this offseason would be picking up the fifth-year option. Yeah, It but... gives them two years. Yes, it, it gives him. In success, he breaks the bank. I right. understand that. 
But you also, if you trade that number one pick in the draft, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Right. Now you get five players Damn. on rookie contracts, they right? Just did that last year, right? Like, I mean, that, 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 so at some point you have to you have to make the decision on the quarterback. And and I do. Th- yes, they could pick up the fifth year option, commit to him for two more years. But realistically, you're at a point where you have to make the decision longer term than that. Uh, uh, fair enough. So then what you're doing is you're basically saying I'm positive Caleb Williams right. is going to be better than Justin. So aside from all the cap like machinations that we can talk about the job of a general manager is to get good players. Most importantly, get a good quarterback. I think what they have in Justin Field is someone that they can get excited about, but the promise of Caleb Williams is higher. And so saying it's a first round pick or number one overall pick is one thing, but saying it's a number one overall pick in this particular year is something different. So while none of us can project, and I think most of the time you're safer collecting people and building up a great roster and taking any quarterback and making him better. But when there are individuals that you think have the possibility of lifting your whole franchise, you kind of have to take them. It's not up to you. Yeah, I, I think Fields is the guy. I just, I am not, I am, I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 you know, the whole I'm going to go draft a guy, he's going to be a star, I don't think is nearly as, as, as concrete as people think. I think you trade him, you get Marvin Harrison Jr., now you got Moore and Jr., you just, you just signed a defensive into a long contract, you'll have bodies in there, you'll have one of the best young, you'll be like the Green Bay Packers. You will pack them in, and in two years you could be legit, and if Fields in your guy, guess what? We're seeing a lot of quarterbacks just come back, Flacco 38, they're winning with him. Go okay. get a good that's, team. That's a plan? Okay. okay. That's, that's our plan. If you assess Caleb Williams as a transformative yeah. player, you take then side. you have to take well, it. Even if he's stuff. not. No one's going to disagree with that. Yeah, if, you, sure. if, you, if you love him that much, yeah. then you take him. Yeah. And that's the end. Of, the only thing I'll say is do not do to him what you did to Justin Fields. Yeah. Don't keep a lame duck coach in his final year mm-hmm. trying desperately to save his own job in the rookie season of your transformative quarterback because you did that three years ago, and here you are. Speaking of transformative, Transformative quarterbacks. The next one is Josh Allen. After the huge win over Dallas on over the weekend, he was talking about not doing a whole lot because it was James Cook carrying the offense. Felt like the, the kid that didn't do anything in the class project but got an A. Um, but again, like I'll do this ten times out of ten times, man. Like just keep going. <laughs> you know, the point that we made a lot yesterday, Nick, you were with us yesterday, is that A the threat of Josh Allen running with the football was a factor in the game. But B, some of the little things he did, you were talking about it, about about throwing the ball away. He threw the ball away early in that game. The game was not even out of reach yet, and he made the decision that suggested to me that he trusts his offensive coordinator and he trusts the people around him. This is not the Josh Allen we know. And now quarterback is a football player, but it's slightly different than other positions. Like sometimes we laugh about Josh Allen having like the brain of a defensive tackle where every play I'm going to win, Sometimes you have to have the brain of a point guard and make good decisions. Yep. He is doing that now, which is exciting. So, so the, the term game manager is one yep. that we got into a lot of last week, right, and Cam and everything else. But the reality is we know how spectacular he is. If he manages the game, takes what the defense is giving him, whatever the case may be, what do we think? I, I don't care what quarterback. You have to manage the game at certain points. Guess what? They get paid a lot of money on the other side. Sometimes they got your number. Sometimes they call the right defense. you got to dirt the ball, live to play another play. The great ones all do it. Josh Allen's doing that, right? Or he did that last week as well. Josh Allen can do anything on a football field, and, that, in, and that includes adjust to a run-heavy game plan that's yeah. dominating against, against the Dallas Cowboys. He's going to be there when they need him. They did not turn the ball over in this game. Preach.
It's I mean, big. That's a and part of that was that's those a formula plays you for winning. Yeah. Dirt in the yeah. ball, not getting yes. his tight end blow up, thrown out of the end zone. Was, all of those matter. It was third and six, and he threw it out the back of the end zone yeah. in the red zone, which yeah. is, seems crazy to me to see Josh Allen do that. But there's a chance when you throw that ball in end zone, there's a percentage chance that that's a turnover. Yep. We're looking at an entirely different game. When you trust in your team, you're saying over the course of this game, maybe I don't win it now. Over the course of this game, we're going to come out on top. He also sold a very questionable oh, pass, oh, yeah. the passer oh, call man. on Flops. that play that turned the game around. Good sell. One more. Bill Belichick. Uh, you would not expect him to say a whole lot about how hot the seat that he's sitting on is. Here he is. You'll hear him being asked about his future with the Patriots. Do you feel that Robert Kraft has had your back? He hasn't publicly discussed supporting you or your future. Is that something that has bothered you? And do you feel that you have the support of this organization? Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I think any questions you have for Mr. Kraft, you should ask Mr. Kraft. Is this a place that you want to be long-term if it were up to you? Yeah, I'm not getting into the past, the future, or anything else. Get ready for Denver this week. So that's a, exactly, such a ball coach. <laughs> exactly. He's such a ball coach. The, the reaction him. you would want. Do, do, do you, look, you have done a lot of reporting on this for us, Dan. Mm-hmm. Is it the expectation of the people you are talking to and the people around the league that this will be Bill Belichick's final month as the coach of the New England Patriots. Yes, that's the expectation. Obviously, anything can happen, and Robert Kraft can make any decision. It's hard to predict what ultimately the billionaire owner will decide to do in the end. But the expectation and the feeling around that team has been for a while that this is probably headed for a change. I mean, whether it's right or not, that's the sense that I'm getting from the reporting I'm doing, and I think Bill Belichick is obviously, certainly, whether he wants to admit it or not. And look, what he's saying tracks. Like, talk to people in that building and say, look, he's still week to week, he's still focused, he's still, but... I think there are certainly some, some signs that maybe he, he is aware of that as well. So we can tie together two of the legendary coaches, not only of their era, but of all time. We talk about Bill Belichick. We talk about Mike Tomlin. It, it is not about Tomlin not being a great coach anymore. It's not about Belichick forgetting how to coach. Yeah. But is there just at some point a shelf life for something? Belichick has been there for almost a quarter of a century. There's a reason that coaching tenures never last that long. Might it be in everyone's best interest for a change, even if it's not that Belichick has lost his touch or that Tomlin has forgotten how to coach? Yeah, maybe I'm just risk-averse, but I think that you look around and you're not going to find very many coaches better than those two guys. There is a possibility that sometimes the game passes people by. When I watch Bill Belichick's games and that defense and how they're prepared, it does not feel like the game has passed him by. So if you're arguing that just his message has gotten stale or something like that, that's harder for me to speak to because I'm not in that locker room. That could be true. But if the message has gotten stale, what's the message? Do your job. Maybe you got the wrong players if they don't appreciate that that message. I don't know what the the answer is to this situation, but I wouldn't fire Bill Belichick. But he picks the play. Right. Too, right. And so that's the other that's issue the here. Issue. You have three losing seasons out of the last four. You have you have unproductive drafts, which he's in charge of. Look, I don't think it's a matter of did the game pass you by when, when the Eagles moved on from Andy Reid after what was it, 12, 13 years. Mm-hmm. Clearly, the game had not passed right. Andy by, uh, but they were at a point where they thought it's just not working anymore. Like it's just for whatever reason it is, it's just not working anymore. And it's time to try something different. And by the it's way, out for both of them. Right. The, the Eagles have been in yeah. the Super Bowl twice since they made that decision. And Reed has been there, whatever it is, three times. Yeah. So sometimes that can work out for both sides. Say, Final word. I would say the argument would go towards Belichick much more about him moving on because of his responsibility in the organization than Tomlin. I, I, I think where Tomlin is, his quarterback has not measured. I know he picked the offensive coordinator. He can make that change. 
Uh, Mike Tomlin, to me, is not at the same point that I would say Bill Belichick because of the general manager position that, that Belichick handled. And this will be his first losing season, whereas Bill Belichick, as you pointed out, has had three yeah. losing seasons in the last But the, Tom, the Tomlin one is the playoffs, right? One playoff win and however many. That, that, that's, the, that's the argument. It right? should also be pointed out that Tomlin doesn't have a losing season yet. They're 7-7. Seven and seven. It may not. They got three games left. They may wind up in the playoffs, exactly. which would change that conversation Quick. completely. Graziano's not buying. We'll see. The second annual Jumpman Invitational tips off tonight in Charlotte. 7 Eastern on ESPN. Men's Hoops, Florida, Michigan. The nightcap, the women's matchup on ESPN2. North Carolina, Oklahoma. Coverage of that game begins at 9.30 Eastern time. Coming up, today's green list. I will give you the top five challengers to San Francisco this year. The top five candidates in the San Francisco Invitational. You may be surprised <laughs> by two teams I do not have on the list. And we have sneaky trivia today for Gras. So Hembo is home throwing up because of the Eagles. So Darius, our researcher, put together this question. The 49ers lead the NFL in point differential. Who was the last team to do that and win the Super Bowl in the same season? The answer is next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. All right, once again, Hembo is homesick because he uh, watched his Eagles play last night. So our researcher Darius has this question. The 49ers currently lead the NFL in point differential. Who was the last team to do that and win the Super Bowl the same year? This is one of those, it gets tricky because the record for point differential is held by the, the undefeated 2007 Patriots. Famously, they did not win the Super Bowl. Correct. So they cannot be the answer to this question. I believe the answer to this question is the 1999 greatest show on turf, Los Angeles, uh, St. Louis, St. Louis Rams. Okay. It has happened multiple times since then, Danny. Many times since then, including the 2017 Eagles, mm. the Carson Wentz-Nick Foles team. 
they actually tied. They and the Patriots right. had the same point differential that year, and then they beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. They shared the lead. So it was guaranteed to happen. And it's happened multiple, multiple times, times since, the since then. How about Darius taking down Goliath? You. you know I what? You're your question than I gave it credit for. Can I tell you something? Hembo just threw up again. Yeah. <laughs> Hembo's sitting at home. Well, oh, my God. Darius got him on this one. Yeah. All right. Let me do my green list today. This is my top five as compiled by me and exclusively by me, the world's foremost authority on all matters. My green list today is the top five challengers to the San Francisco 49ers this year. I consider this entire postseason the San Francisco Invitational. These are the five teams I could see having the best chance of beating them even if they might not get into the playoffs. But I could see the Dolphins at number five outscoring them. Do I expect it? No. I don't expect anybody to beat San Francisco. But one way you might have a chance is if Tua just goes nuts. Tyreek and Jalen Waddell and those running backs who run like an Olympic track team go absolutely crazy and they beat him 51-48. Likely, no, but I could see it happening. I'll put the Chiefs in there, if only because they have Patrick Mahomes. And if you have Patrick Mahomes, I guess you have a chance. I don't believe it. I don't think the Chiefs are getting back to the Super Bowl this year. I think their weaknesses are too glaring. But I cannot overlook the possibility that the best quarterback of all time has the best game of all time and beats the best team. I'm going to put the Lions at number three because I'm looking for a team that could be physical enough to match the physicality on the line of scrimmage with the 49ers. On both sides of the line, particularly the offensive line, I think the Lions are that kind of tough. I could see Goff having a huge day. I give them a remote puncher's chance. The Ravens, I'll put it number two. They are clearly the best team in the AFC. I think right now they look like the second best team in the NFL. Their defense is tough. Lamar Jackson is having one of his best seasons, if not his best. And, of course, he is spectacular. So I would give them the puncher's chance. And then at number one, and I get that they may not even make the playoffs, but I believe they will and easily. I give the Bills that shot. The Bills have been way better than their record all year long. Their defense is starting to play much better adjusting to the injuries. Their offensive line has played better all year than people realize. They run the ball better than people realize. And Josh Allen is the second best player in the National Football League. I give him a chance of doing anything. So there they are. The teams I could see beating San Francisco in the playoffs because the 85 Bears weren't on the list of teams I was allowed to choose. The Dolphins, the Chiefs, the Lions, the Ravens, and the Bills. Reaction? I mean, it's the Ravens and only the Ravens. It's because the way that the 49ers attack people, they attack their linebackers and they attack their safeties. Nobody else in the league has a better group of linebackers. And then you put Kyle Hamilton in there, who's big enough and physical enough to stop the run, athletic yeah. enough to play. So while we're you're, most of these up here, you're imagining a shootout, that these offenses can score with them. The Ravens fall into that category also, but there is only one team up here that I think has a reasonable chance to go up against a fully healthy 49ers team, and we get this present on Christmas Day. We get to see a Super Bowl preview in that matchup. Yeah, I would actually put Miami at three, and I would put the I'd put the Lions at five. I would keep KC in there. I'm with I'm with Fox though. The Ravens definitely give themselves a better chance. I think KC's defense is better than people think. Yeah, that can keep you in a game. 
receivers got to make plays, man. And, and you know, that, that's going to be Fink the Fink is today. freaking out that I didn't put the Cowboys or Eagles on the list. Do they belong on it? I mean, did you see them play the two times they played? That's my what point. Is it, 180 to 30? Yeah. Like, it was 84 to 19. Yeah, we've already seen that. Stick that in your pipe, Fink. <laughs> the, but, Fink. Uh, I, th- those are games that we've seen. Yeah, Neither the Eagle, If the Eagles or the Cowboys wind up in San Francisco, yeah. oh, I don't care where that game is played. If they, <laughs> if they wind up playing that game on Mars, yeah. the, the season is over for yeah. either of those teams. Their only chance is if the Lions or someone knock out San Francisco inexplicably. No, I think it's a bold call to put the team that currently occupies the number nine seed in the other conference <laughs> at the top of this list. It would take an awful lot for this game to even happen. I understand between that. the Bills and the 49ers. And I made that point. Yeah. But if it happens, I give Josh Allen a chance to win it. And I will say this, too. Yeah. They got through the tough part of their schedule. They beat Kansas City mm-hmm. and Dallas. Now they just have to beat the Chargers and the Patriots. Mm-hmm. If they do, then I believe that last game against Miami oh. will be for the division. The Dolphins have two tough wow. games. Wow. You think the Dolphins are going to sweep Dallas and Baltimore? No, I do not. Me neither, and that's the point. I think when push comes to shove, Buffalo wins the AFC East. We're also Ooh. talking about coaching matchups. That's a lot of the credit that we give to the 49ers because they have a great deal of coaching talent. Yes. And there's not a lot on here, but again, it brings you back to the Ravens, teams that have multiple can attack you different ways and are very good coordinators. It, it says almost everything that four of these five teams are in the AFC. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> like We don't think there's anybody in the NFC. And let's not forget, where did Mike McDaniel come from? He came from San Francisco. If there's anybody who knows that offense, that defense, that dude was in the building for a long time, understands the concepts, what they're trying to get accomplished, he can pass a lot of information. That is a major play for that Dolphins. I can already hear all the people challenging me on social media saying, hey, a week ago you would have put the Cowboys on this list for sure. Did we take them off solely because of what we saw last weekend? And the answer is yes. Yes. And the reason is they got bludgeoned. Physical. And that's exactly what San Francisco will do to them. People are overstating the the home road thing with Dallas. It's not about their inability to run their offense. It is about their defense getting pushed around. Buffalo did it. San Francisco did it. And if they meet the 49ers again, they will do it to them again. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's not just about what happened last week. Right. It's about what happened last week combined with what happened the last time they played San Francisco. Last several times. Yeah. Several times. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and they, I know you said it's not about home road splits, but they will have to play them on the road. So. Anyway, if it's Chiefs the Niners in the Super Bowl, I'm still going to have a hard time picking against Mahomes. I'm sorry. That's the point. That's just the way it is. You can't give up on the great quarterback. Tonight, Bowl Mania marches on in Texas. UTSA squares off against Marshall in the Scooters Coffee Frisco Bowl. 9 Eastern on ESPN, ESPN Deportes, ESPN Plus, and the ESPN app. First take coming up. uh, Coming up next, which loss was more concerning, the Eagles last night or the Cowboys on Sunday? Which team is the biggest threat to the 49ers? They'll discuss that. Jeff Saturday will be there. Yep. Top of the hour on first take. And then don't miss McAfee. Aaron Rodgers will be live with him today. Here's the question. Is Rodgers going to play Sunday? McAfee will ask it. You'll get the answer. Noon Eastern on ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. 
Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Great night of college hoops coming your way tomorrow on ESPN. We got Baylor, we got Duke, Carolina, Oklahoma, Arizona, Alabama. Great night of basketball coming your way. Such an incredibly busy sports week as we head towards Christmas. Who's the number one threat to San Francisco? Oh, it's the Ravens. Strong in the middle. Injuries. <laughs> Injuries. <laughs> That's the only thing. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. First take now.